0: The Blaze Radio Network, On Demand. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
1: Bacchus, I don't have to show you any stinking bacchus.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Well, 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 the President of the United States is still speaking. Uh, so I'll be able to bring you some of his comments live. We are watching C-SPAN right now here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Let's listen in.
1: Americans to produce their own goods so that our young nation could become truly independent. President James Garfield said of our nation's manufacturers that to them the country owes the splendor of the position it holds before the world, meaning protect us. Theodore Roosevelt declared in his first message to Congress that reciprocity, my favorite word, reciprocity, because we have countries that charge us 100 percent tax on a product. And when that product is sold by them to us, we brilliantly charge them nothing. And people say, oh, that's free trade. No, that's stupid trade. (laughs) That's really stupid trade. Hold on a
2: minute. I got, I've got to make sure I get that. I, I've got to make a, a mental note. That's pretty That's pretty
1: dang good. It's incredible. You'll actually have people who no, know we can't do that. That's free trade. It's just that's so incredible. But what are you going to Oh, what happens in Washington, you just wouldn't believe the things. But reciprocity must be treated as the handmaiden of protection. And William McKinley proclaimed that we ought to take care of our own nation and her industries first. We have to look at our nation first for a change. We've been looking the other way for a long, long time. And if you look at what's going on in the success of other nations, even in Europe, you look at some of those countries, one in particular, it's not fair to the United States. And that's why I'm here. And I believe it's one of the primary reasons you elected me and Mike. I mean, that's why we're here. And I think you're going to see a big, big, I don't think I don't think I know you're going to see one of the great differences and you're already seeing it, but it's going to get more so and more so. And we're going to end up having a level playing field. I don't want to say any more than a level. But if the playing field were slanted like a little bit toward us, I'd accept that also. Okay. (laughs) So once again, we will celebrate craftsmen, producers, innovators like the incredible men and women in this room today. We will protect our workers, promote our industry, and be proud of our history because we will put America first. America will be first again. We will make America great again. Remember that. All right. That's President
2: of the United States speaking right now at uh Made in America event he's speaking at right now <laughs> that's not fair trade that's stupid trade uh, and and i think part I, I think he's right, part of the reason why he was elected is because of the of these these politicians who for far too long have fallen into this morass of saying, Well, you know, we've had it so good for so long. It's time for us to screw our own citizens. And make sure the rest of the world has stuff they didn't earn. It's the redistributionist model uh, on a global scale. And this whole idea that America didn't earn what she got. We came up with the best system that now granted our political opposition has been trying to undermine. But we came up with the best system and we implemented it instead of emulating us. The rest of the world says, well, it's up to America To give us more of their crap. They earn it. They got to give it to us. and and It's socialism 101. On trade deals. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to tax American products because America can afford it. 100% going in. Oh, our products going into them. No, no, we're not going to tax that at all. We're not going to. We're going to insist they don't tax that at all. Now, there is a consumer benefit to that. The price of these things do tend to skew lower. Chinese-made products in Walmart primarily tend to be uh, cheap for lower-income folks. What Donald Trump's vision is is an expanding America, more jobs, more upward mobility so people can, more people can afford more and stop penalizing the job creators, the legitimate job creators. Now, what about those individuals who uh joined big government and put the screws to us, of course, I'm talking about the traitorous insurance companies, and we are fixing one of their big screw ups the Democrats and these crony capitalists uh allegedly fixing with with Obamacare. Senator John Cornyn was on NBC saying that that the hubris the arrogance of these Democrats, knows no bounds.
0: Well, health care is hard, and uh, we know that, but uh, we have no choice to try to come to the rescue of the millions of people who are being failed as a result of the problems with Obamacare. And yes, unfortunately, it's become a partisan issue, and uh, our Democratic friends are refusing to lift a finger to help
2: their very constituents who are being hurt. Why would they do that? Here, here is the Democrat Party. They unanimously vote and impose Obamacare. Not one Republican vote. It begins to tank as we all knew it would. Their solution is just throw more money at it and it'll work. Well, wait a minute. This law didn't run into unexpected headwinds. This law hasn't been a victim of a changing America over a century. This law was ill-conceived from the very beginning, and it is doing precisely what we said it was going to do. It was going to ruin an entire industry, frankly, an industry that doesn't deserve to survive. I'll say that again, an industry that does not deserve by and large to survive, at least not the big players who sold you and me out, the traitorous insurance companies. There is a Salcedo Show axiom that goes like this, folks. If you are a business that cannot be profitable and survive without government assistance, then you don't deserve to be in business. Now, there is a caveat to that. If your private sector business services the government, then that's okay because you're providing a service that's unique and the government pays for it. Otherwise, if you are a private sector business like the insurance companies, and you have, through a series of bribes and through a series of political payoffs, have elected leaders subsidizing your business model with taxpayer money, you don't deserve to be in business. And you certainly don't deserve a dime of my tax money, not one dime. And... That's the big problem with this current version of the Obamacare repair from the GOP is not only does it slap a GOP sticker on the failed model of Obamacare, it uh, ha- you have this $127 billion pot of money, your money, that the federal government under the Republican plan, would increase by seventy billion dollars, two hundred billion dollars, two hundred billion dollars, to do what? To bribe the insurance companies to sit there and say we're go- w- the the taxpayer is going to subsidize to give the illusion that that premiums are coming down. It's not free market, ladies and gentlemen. It is, the, it is the antithesis of the free market. It is perverted by government's interference in it. So, that's where we stand. Rand Paul gave a rather eloquent explanation in defense of his plans. We'll get into that coming up next on the Chris Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Be right back.
0: He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, the topic, of course, we're speaking now affects every man, woman, and child within the sound of my voice. So I'm, I'm pretty secure we're we're hitting a home run with this on the Salcedo show because this, to be frank and to be clear, it's not like Obama. Let me be clear: if the government controls your health care, they control you. And not necessarily your own health care. But the health care of your parents. Health care of your children. They control you. Make no mistake. Our political adversaries are after this eventuality. To the point to where they could say. What are you going to do? Do what we tell you. Or you know what? We're going to have to put some pressure. Political pressure through some bureaucrat. On your health care outcomes. And. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, there is no defense written into these bills for you to stop to protect you from expansive government. That was the the beauty of the founders and their understanding of human nature. They wanted to curtail government's ability to wield this kind of power, knowing that it corrupts absolutely. And that's the that's the one of the primary reasons why. The conservative fights because every lesson of history tells us of the dangers of where progressives are taking us. Senator Rand Paul, and when I say progressives, I'm talking about both Republicans and Democrats, says, uh, Rand Paul says the traitorous insurance companies, they are the last people who need our money. Does
0: Senate Majority Leader McConnell have the votes to pass this revised bill? You know, I don't think right now he does. And the, the real problem we have is, you know, we won four elections on repealing Obamacare. But this bill keeps most of the Obamacare taxes, keeps most of the regulations, keeps most of the subsidies and creates something that Republicans have never been for. And that's a, a giant insurance bailout super fund. That's not a Republican idea to give taxpayer money to a private industry that already makes $15 billion in profit.
2: It's one of our primary objections to Planned Parenthood pulls down a billion a year. And then you got to ask yourself, then why am I as a taxpayer subsidizing these baby killers, the butcher shop? Same goes for the trader's insurance companies. If they're pulling down all kinds of coin, why do they need my taxpayer money? Well, they would say, well, because government is imposing all these regulations on us. So government has got to bail us out with taxpayer money. To which I say. Then the lesson is get the government out of insurance and get the government out of healthcare. Now, there are certain rules of the road that every insurance company must adhere to. I'm not talking about Obamacare's arbitrary, uh, what do they call those? Necessary benefits or critical benefits. What's, what, are the, what is the name they call those things? Uh, it, it, it was oh, essential. There it is. Essential benefits. Essential to who? Who said they were essential? Obama? What the hell does Obama know? Obama doesn't know very much. Neither do any of these progressives on both sides of the political aisle up there on Capitol Hill. They don't know very much. All they know is they're getting paid. They're getting paid a lot of money from these traitorous insurance companies. And the traitorous insurance companies want to make sure that no matter what happens, to that $200 billion is set aside for them to get their hands on. It's bribe money. Oh, just make sure we get that $200 billion. Oh, by the way, and you think it's, a, it's it's a flat rate, $200 billion? You're lying to yourself. That $200 billion pool will be a, a, a down payment because that pool will stay. And the traitorous insurance companies will be able to blackmail your elected leaders. Well, if you don't continue to give us this taxpayer money, uh, I guess we're just going to have to raise your rates. And that's not very popular thing to happen. Is it, Congressman? Is it, Senator? Notice I didn't specify a party. If anybody wants to get fiscally responsible in Washington, here comes the traders insurance companies and their well-paid lobbyists. Well, I would sure hate to, to raise the, the rates on your constituents right coming up on an election year senator and congressman. I really hate to do that. Who in their right mind would give that kind of power to a, a crony capitalist industry to lord over you in government? I believe in, the sep- in separation. Government and business shall not mix. Government stays out of big business. Big business stays out of government. They have different missions, the two of them. Rand Paul telling Fox News Channel he favors the replacement of Obamacare. And let me let me be plain with you folks. I I too favor a replacement. I have there is a recognition the Salcedo show has that Obamacare did its job. It destroyed the insurance market. So anything that was going to come after the repeal of Obamacare, would have to provide sufficient time to the crony capitalists. Let these, let the traitorous insurance companies know. Hey, time to get your big boy pants on. You're gonna have to compete now. You're gonna have to go into bi- actual business. This is what free enterprise looks like. You're going to have to compete with the guy down the street to produce a better mousetrap. Better get busy. You got three years. That was my that was my idea of a replacement bill. A sunset provision. Here's Rand Paul's idea.
0: I'm still for replace. It's just my definition of replace is a lot different than some of the big government Republicans. My idea always was to replace it with freedom, legalize choice, legalize inexpensive insurance, allow people to join associations to buy their insurance. I'm still for all of those. And I think those that could actually be part of clean repeal. In fact, most of the ideas I've had on uh, letting people join groups to buy their insurance, you know, letting the plumber and his wife join a, a large group like the Chamber of commerce those ideas are actually welcomed by virtually every republican that passed in the house of representatives unanimously
2: it's the liberty health share model um so yeah liberty health share does basically that and he wants to promote it nationwide and by the way it works wildly successfully uh, Rand paul telling fox news channel also that he wonders why the republican party is so eager to slap a gop sticker on this pig and call it, of Obamacare and call it their own.
0: You know, I would caution about overselling what's going to happen. I've been involved with health care for 20 years as a physician. It was in uh, terrible shape before Obamacare. It got worse under Obamacare. And I predict that the fundamental flaw of Obamacare
2: will remain with the Republican plan. And this is a big reason why I can't support it. See, it does. This whole idea that taxpayer money should subsidize the insurance industry to drive down premiums and to drive down deductibles. That's a failing model and it will fail because it always, it's socialism. It always fails. It always will. It always has. And it always will. Except socialism will now be owned by the Republican party. If they do this, Rand Paul is absolutely correct. He doesn't want to go down in history As being a Republican who said, oh, yeah, we think it's a great idea to have taxpayer money flow into a private business. To which I say to the Republicans, are you out of your flipping minds? You know, being a Republican used to used to. Well, when you were Republican, you stood for something. And it wasn't this.
0: The fundamental flaw is that mandates on insurance cause prices to rise and young, healthy people then say, hey, I'll just wait till I get sick and the insurance pool gets sicker and sicker. It's called adverse selection. We also call it the death spiral. The Republican plan admits that it will continue. They just say, hey, guys, we're going to subsidize it. We're going to dump billions of dollars into the insurance companies and say, please charge less and, and try to counteract the death spiral. But the Republican plan doesn't fix the death spiral of Obamacare. It simply subsidizes it
2: it subsidizes it and then they take ownership of it and when it fails as predictably as obamacare fails guess who owns it then that's right the republican party
1: the chris salcedo
2: show part of generation blaze only on the blaze radio network
0: Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. I've seen the way things work in Washington, and the sad thing is, we do these ten-year plans. They kind of remind me of the Soviet five-year agricultural plans. They're kind of a fiction.
2: That's Rand Paul responding to Fox News Sunday, and, and the question was this: uh, There's some good. There's some good stuff in the Obamacare Repair Bill. Uh, Being issued by the Republican Party, like the Medicaid, the Medicaid, Medicare reform to which Rand Paul rightly points out that this stuff is slated for years, you know, seven, eight, nine and ten. And you guys know what happens that no current Congress can bind a future Congress. You get some libs in charge and you'll never see that stuff again. You'll never see that come to fruition. It was like the. the amnesty that Reagan put out. Reagan said, yeah, okay, we'll allow these 3 million people to stay. But then I'm going to need border security. I'm going to need all of this. So the Democrats and the Republicans said, oh, yeah, 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 you got it. You got it. Let, let those people in. Normalize 3 million illegal aliens. They were normalized. They were here. And then the security never came. The border security never came. Ronald Reagan agreed to a tax increase. Uh, on the contingency uh, or on the uh, contingent on tax cuts oh sure, okay, no problem spend 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 spend, spend the tax cuts or, I'm sorry the uh, the the spending cuts never came. they never do. Oh yeah, we'll spend the money now, but in year ten we'll start we'll start cutting spending. These elected leaders with full knowledge know that it'll never come to pass. the American people in a decade will forget all about it. And they can just spend wantonly money that isn't theirs. Uh, So Rand Paul says, yeah, he knows the game. Republican Party comes in. Hey, let's just go ahead and put $70 billion into this pot to pay off our buddies in the the, uh, traitorous insurance companies. And you know what? We'll get to that Medicaid and Medicare reform, you know, in about you know, seven, eight years. We do the things in the first two or three, four or five years. And then by the time we get to seven or eight
0: or year nine, there's a new Congress. Maybe there's Democrats. And then the whole Medicaid reform goes out the window. But the bottom line is I'm not willing to trade Medicaid reform for an insurance company bailout, an insurance company entitlement. They called a temporary stabilization fund of nearly $200 billion. It's never going away because they do not fix the death spiral of Obamacare. The death spiral of Obamacare will remain with the Republican plan. And that's why I just can't support it as it's written.
2: See, and he's, he's absolutely right. You folks think that the $127 billion from Obamacare and the $70 billion from the Obamacare Republican style, uh, is that fund is going away? No way. That's, that's the traitorous insurance company's extortion fund. And they get to hold the entire country hostage to massive, to massive premium increases unless they get their guaranteed money from the government. It's rather, it's a rather slick little setup, isn't it? And guess what? You and I get screwed or more to the point, our grandkids get screwed because this is money the United States government doesn't have. So they put it in the credit card to make sure it's transferred into the pockets of. Of these traitorous insurance companies. It's. It's a scam. We're getting scammed again. Uh, Rand Paul. Saying there is a way to do all of this. And, And I think it's a rather semantic argument on his point. But this is, I I think he's talking about politics here.
0: Well, there is a way we can do it. We do a more narrow, clean, cleaner repeal. But we can also, at the same time, put forward a bill that has some of the big ticket spending items that conservatives object to. I will vote against that. But there are many bills that all the Democrats always vote for. If it has government spending on it, Democrats vote for it. So there's a chance we could take the things that I object to on the repeal bill that aren't repeal, that are big government spending, put them on a bill the democrats typically vote for one is called s chip it's a reaffirmation of like medicaid for children it'll be a big spending bill and if they want to spend billions on bailing out the insurance company they could do that with democrats because in all likelihood democrats will vote for that conservatives will vote against an insurance bailout but we'd have a clean repeal and then we'd have a spending bill see when
2: he's talking about okay we just separate everything out we have the clean repeal so republicans can maintain that promise simultaneously all the big spending Republicans, primarily in the Northeast, although there's some out in Nevada too, along with universally all the Democrats who are fiscally irresponsible, who believe, who believe in taxing and spending, uh, basically keeping themselves employed using other people's money. Universally, all the Democrats and all these big government Republicans will all team up and say, yeah, we'll vote to put more money on the credit card, knowing full well we'll be dead. And my children and grandchildren will be paying back this unrepayable debt. So basically what Rand Paul is saying is, but the Republicans get to say we repealed Obamacare. He's looking for the rhetorical political argument they could actually
0: be advanced simultaneously really on the same day moderates would get what they want which is more debt for the country more spending (laughs) conservatives would get what we want a clean repeal which is really the only thing we promised in the election and we promised it over and over again so it kind of annoys me that republicans are going back on their word to repeal obamacare
2: it annoys the hell out of me too senator it really does and you guys heard how he characterized those big government those Susan Collins, those big government Republicans, Corker and McConnell and all those, they get their wish, they get to pile billions upon billions of dollars of unrepayable debt on their grandchildren so they can live in the temporary convenience of today, along with universally nearly every Democrat. By the way, Rand Paul was, uh, was able to eviscerate some of these crazy GOP alternatives to Obamacare, that... (laughs) Uh, one, one of them they dare to call federalism.
0: Well, the problem is, is Obamacare was a trillion dollar tax increase. If you tell me it's federalism to increase taxes by a trillion dollars, collect them in Washington, and then send them back to be spent by the states, that's not really federalism. Federalism would be devolving the power and the size and scope of the federal government to the states, and I'm all for that. But I think their proposal would, uh, I don't know exactly what it is as far as what it will do with the regulations. Does it wipe out all the regulations of Obamacare? What happens to the regulations? I think so it's up to the states. I, I, Let me ask it you sounds one. like a
2: non-starter. Now, the last argument is we got to pass something. We, we've got to do something. We promise the American people repeal. This won't be repeal. No, whatever the Republican Party does, it will not be repeal, at least judging from what I see from the current bills that are being offered. Nothing will will pass the repeal muster. You can already hear them changing the language. This is the first step to repealing Obamacare. It's not repeal. So Rand Paul responds to the idiots who say, we gotta pass something. Some of your colleagues say, look, if this goes down, You're going to end up with
0: Obamacare because this is it. It's either this or Obamacare. You'd rather keep Obamacare? I think that the current system is terrible. The death spiral of Obamacare is is unwinding the whole system, and it will continue to unwind. But I don't think Republicans should put their name on this, keep part of Obamacare, and then we're going to be blamed for the rest of the unwinding of Obamacare. It's a really bad political strategy, and it's not going to fix the problem.
2: Agreed. So the Fox News panel comes on after this, and they have the weasel, uh, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, alleged Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel. He's one of the architects of Obamacare. And he says, well, you know, here the Republicans have their plan, but why don't you defend Obamacare? And Ezekiel Emanuel, instead of defending Obamacare, starts attacking the Republican plan, which is just the idea stage at this point. hasn't even been implemented. But... There is no defense for Obamacare, so the alleged Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel goes on the attack against the Republican replacement. Is the president wrong? When it comes to the question of Obamacare versus the current Senate bill, why
0: is Obamacare better? Well, the current Senate bill will throw 22 million people off of insurance. But we don't know that. That was the... the... It will. Look, it's going to throw
2: at least over 15 million because that's the Medicaid part. Ezekiel Emanuel, folks, just admitted something to you. Of the CBO scoring of 22 million people being off of insurance, 15 million of them are the ones who shouldn't have been on there to begin with. 15 million are part of the Obamacare expansion. When Obama threw people who make 200 to 400 percent of the poverty level able-bodied individuals who could be out there working, he put them on Medicaid. They were never supposed to be on Medicaid, but they got thrown on there. So what Ezekiel Emanuel is admitting is that these people who were improperly and inappropriately put on Medicaid will be thrown off because these people don't fit the definition of why Medicaid was created to begin with. These leeches should not be on Medicaid to begin with, because that 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 program was not designed to help them. But here came Obama, lumber clerk. I'm going to put him on Medicaid. And he did it. It was inappropriate. They are ineligible, but Obama put them on there anyway. said, I'm, I'm the great Barack Obama, and I declare you are not eligible. And so did the Congress. Congress said, hey, we know what Medicaid was originally created to do, but you know what? We're just going to magically say that more people are qualified to be on Medicaid. We're going to change the flipping law. And they did it. And they increased a law that was 2% Medicaid, a program that was 2% of the federal budget and they increased it to 10%. Now Britt Hume showed us he doesn't suffer fools well when he tried to remind America about what insurance truly is and Zeke Emanuel the little weasel tried his best to interrupt Britt Hume because Zeke Emanuel knows this argument undermines everything that Obamacare is and socialized medicine is about insurance. So Brett Hume tries to make this point.
0: And remember this, Chris, um, the triumph of Obamacare is this coverage for pre-existing conditions, which basically defeats the whole idea of insurance, which is, for example, if in the automobile insurance market, if you could wait till you had a wreck and then buy insurance and have, have the repairs covered, that's comparable to what we're doing here. if I have cancer... Just, hold on, let me finish. Can I please finish?
2: <laughs> he didn't raise his voice. He just looked across the desk at the weasel and said, let me finish. Let me finish. And Britt Brit Hume is about ready to to deliver the death blow to what so many left wingers and socialists and communists are trying to call insurance, but it's not. I'll give you that. On the other side of the break, as we wrap up the show, it's the Chris Salcedo Show. Glad you tuned in, everybody here to the Blaze, the next generation of talk radio, the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Chris Salcedo Show. Listen. Dial. Speak. 88-90-3393. The idea of enough. insurance is that you you purchase it to guard against risks and 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 things that may occur in the future. It's not that you purchase the coverage after you're already sick. But if, so that so once once that idea but, is gone, Obamacare is essential. as remains. You got. If if I have cancer through no fault of my own, I didn't hit a car, uh, I need to have insurance to cover me. This bill does nothing for those people. It only makes the price of their insurance ever higher.
2: That's why earlier in life you buy a catastrophic loss policy, Mr. Emanuel. Now, you and your Obamacare catastrophe destroyed the catastrophic policy market. But if every American had a catastrophic policy, which was, is, is very inexpensive, people would get the care they deserved if they got the cancer diagnosis. Unless, of course, you're born with cancer. Then, of course, a child would be covered on their parents' policies, so they would be covered. You see. So, Mr. Emanuel is, is very disingenuous by trying to pervert The idea of insurance, what Obamacare is, folks, it's not insurance. Getting buying something after buying insurance after you get sick or after you get into a car crash or after your house burns down. It's something it's not insurance. Insurance is to guard you against loss. That's it. And you buy it before the loss. Ezekiel Amanda says, well, they need they need to have insurance. Well, they should buy it ahead of time. And if, those, if folks can't afford a certain segment of our population, can't afford maybe 15, 20% of us, can't afford a catastrophic, an inexpensive catastrophic loss policy, let's talk about that. About a tax credit to give them that. But sorry, Mr. Emanuel, uh, you lose whatever the hell you're trying to shove down our, or whatever the hell you shoved down our throats with Obamacare. It wasn't insurance. Last thing I wanted to, to point out to you folks, uh, because I don't want to do a whole show without mentioning the Donald Trump Jr. Some, uh, so-called controversy. There's a graphic we put up. You've got to scroll down quite a ways on the Facebook page to find this, but you'll see a picture of Donald Trump Jr. And he's gesturing off to screen, I guess, left. And it says, if Donald Trump Jr. deleted all of his emails, wiped his server... With bleach bit, and then smashed all of his cell phones with a hammer. Do you think the basket of biased press would begin to ignore him and declare all the attacks on him a Democrat witch hunt? <laughs> because <laughs> that's precisely what they did with Hillary. Remember, she did all that stuff, and they it is a GOP witch hunt. Oh, we 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 she's so innocent. We love our Hillary. Remember, everybody, a society's worth, not measured by how much power is seized by government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. See you tomorrow. The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio
1: Network.